2: That's your free Happy New Year, and yes, it is the New Year Happy 2017. I am live and this is the new and improved Leslie Marshall show starting at 3 p.m. Eastern. Now you might say, well, it kinda did start at 3 p.m. Eastern, right? The Leslie Marshall Show always started at 3 p.m. Eastern, but I normally wasn't on. I had all of my Michelle and I had Mark Levine and all and Marky Mark and Brad Bradman, all these great people uh, sitting in for me uh in this hour and then i would do the next two hours but there is a new show coming up in the two hours after mine and i am so excited to pack everything into this this awesome hour. So, this will be our new time slot live. I told you before the holiday, and I am live today, even though a lot of people are celebrating New Year's today uh, or have it off for more because yesterday was the New Year. Uh, first, I want to uh, bring my executive producer, Marky Mark Grimaldi, on the air. Marky Mark has been with me more than a decade. Mark, you've been with me longer than my children.
3: <laughs> that, wow, I've actually never thought about it that way, but that is true. That is accurate.
2: Happy New Year, Mark.
3: Happy New Year to you as well. It's uh, it's kind of a it, it's an anticlimactic one after the election. I I have to admit, there's kind of a funk hanging around still. I'm just gonna, I'm sure a lot of other people are feeling that way, but uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna throw it out there. It's like the 800 pound gorilla in the room.
2: It is. It is. You know, um, there's uh, so much to go, uh, to, 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 you know, to, to bring up. So for people that, you know, have elements of the show they like, let's just tell them what's, you know, going on. Um, because we're going to be doing one hour every day at this time, 3 p.m. Eastern, um, um, at this time, wherever you listen to us, whether you listen to us uh, via a live stream, whether you listen to us on the radio, however you get the show, and we're so glad you're part of our family. Um, first of all, we're still going to provide great guest and great interviews. We're still going to uh, incorporate your phone calls, your tweets, your Facebook messages, your emails um, and and your snail mails into the program. Talk Media News is still going to provide us some quickies out of D.C. at the end of the hour. And uh, we're going to do Rip from the Headlines, but we may not do it every day because we have an hour. Um, We're going to we're going to see we're going to see it's you know, when you when you move things around a little, you don't change the show tons you want to always improve so mark before i do a little ripped don't set uh, do the uh, sound effect yet um i just uh, i want to um maybe we won't even end up uh, doing rip let's see how much uh, time this takes marky mark let's let's take a walk back in the leslie marshall show because we've had so many uh evolutions shall we shall we do walk that? down
3: memory lane if you yeah will.
2: let's walk down memory lane you know um i started almost 30 years ago as a talk show host and uh, i think we won't do ripped how about I just. Uh, tell a little story i like Uh, it i like uh, it okay uh mark knows some of this so mark don't fall asleep um i started uh in talk radio honestly um by accident and um almost 30 years ago i worked at a station called wnws in miami florida And I was doing news because I wanted to be a news anchor. There used to be a couple in Boston. They're now divorced, unfortunately, but Chet Curtis and Natalie Jacobson. I just thought it was so neat. They were married, and they co-anchored the news, and, you know, she had a great job, and she got to live in Boston, where I'm from. And at the time, I thought there was no other city as great, and although Boston is great and it is my home, I've lived in some amazing cities, amazing cities uh, in this country, many of which uh, carry our show, like, you know, Buffalo or Chicago, San Francisco, uh, Houston, uh, Washington, D.C., Milwaukee, Cleveland, the list goes on. And yes, they are all fabulous cities, believe it or not, in their um, own ways, and fabulous people that have met along the way. Anyway, so going back almost 30 years, when I was 12, no, just but going back almost 30 years, um, I was doing the news, and the talk show host got sick. And my boss, who at the time was John Harper, who's still in the business, he owns some stations in Florida. If you're listening, John, hello, shout out to him. He actually carries our show on one of his stations. And um, he's responsible for believing in me. And for seeing something that when I was uh, much younger, I did not. And, um, you know, he called me up and he said, listen, I need you to stop doing the news and host the talk show. And I said, host the talk show? I don't know how to host a talk show. He goes, you just talk. And I said, well, I can't talk a lot. Mark, pause, pause for, for laughter. No. <laughs> he's <laughs> and, he go- fainted. Yeah, and he's like, uh, yeah, you can. I said, well, that's off the air. But on the air, anybody who's been in the business knows, like the news people on radio, they do what's called five at the top, two and a half at the bottom. Right, you do the you know local news, you know five and a half minutes at the top after the national news, and you know two and a half, three at the bottom. Many of you listening to your local stations will hear your local newscaster do that as well. And um, I, I got on there, and John Ritter, the late John Ritter, was the guest, and he was on hold. And they said maybe you want to talk to him, and I'm like, oh my god, because he was a celebrity, and I was very excited. So uh, I picked up the phone, and he was very kind. And I told him I'd never done this before, and he said I've done it a million times. I'll walk you through it. We'll be fine. It was a great hour. And then after that, I had two hours of open phones. I was on 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern. And by the end of it, I was so in love with it, I called my parents at 2 o'clock in the morning after everybody was packing up and, you know, got out. My father answers the phone. He was alive then, and he, he, he was worried. You know, I'm living, I moved to Miami, Florida just uh, less than a year before. You know, I was, you know, young and single and, you know, in Miami and, you know, back in the cocaine war days and... He picked up the phone, he's like, hello? And I'm like, dad. And he's like, yeah, what Les, what's wrong? You okay? And I'm like, yes, I found out what I want to do with the rest of my life. And my dad's like, really? At two o'clock in the morning on a Thursday or or Friday? And I said, yes, I want to be a talk show host. I remember my dad going, what's that? And is it easier than being a news anchor? I said, I don't know. I don't know how you do it. I just did it, and I love it. I said, like, Larry King, Dad. And he goes, who? Because my parents didn't have cable back then. <laughs> okay, seriously. I'm like, Dad, put the mom on the phone. Yeah. So uh, I uh, am very blessed that John Harper then gave me a show on the weekend, which then became a show during the week, which then became full-time, which then became many other program directors. Thank you to all of you listening out there who believed in me and who hired me to work in and live in so many of the radio markets. I, I can't even remember everybody. I, I know their names, I you know, but I, I don't want to say everybody's name. It would take time. And all the producers that worked uh, hard, and like 99.9% of them keep in you know, touch with me. Uh, probably some of them do keep in touch. I'm not aware if they changed their name or got married or were using broadcasting names, you know, whatever, and have their real names. So um, years ago, um, I was asked by a great guy named Tim Wanger in Buffalo, New York, to do a local uh, show on WWKB, which is a 50,000-watt powerhouse radio station. And uh, they had been music and were converting to talk. And I had been on WWKB syndicated years ago in the early 90s when I first left Buffalo and was first syndicated with uh, ABC uh, when I replaced Tom Snyder back in the day. And uh yeah, I lived in Buffalo. I know the people, the people knew me. They had listened to me locally on WGR. They had listened to me syndicated on WGR and then on WWKB. And then I I went away. I mean, I I you know, I moved and I worked in local markets and they couldn't hear me. And uh he asked me to do a Mark what was it? A 2-hour? were we on 2 hours? I think hours it or?
3: was was 3 hours from noon to from noon to 3 it was.
2: Okay, from noon. Yeah, but it it didn't start out like that, did it? Or did it?
3: I think it might have. It might have.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, what, I'm, I'm confusing that. When I was first in Buffalo at WGR, they had moved my time slot around. They were redoing the lineup, and I started in one slot, and then they moved me. I think I did four hours and then three, and whatever. So um, we were on, like Marky Mark said, uh, noon to three uh, Eastern, and we did a great job. But then, if you remember, Ed Schultz moved his show, and, you know, people were, you know, moving around, and they wanted to keep me. But when you do a local show, I'm being very honest, when you do a local show, they pay you. And when it's a national show, they don't pay you. Your syndicator pays you, or your advertisers pay you, or your investors and sponsors pay you. So they said, we want to keep you, but you'd have to be syndicated. And um, we're going to have to let you go. And I was in Washington, D.C., Marky, Mark, you remember this, right? I was in Washington, D.C. We're all set to broadcast live from inside the Capitol. Thank you to Ellen Ratner for setting that up. And it was really exciting. I was sitting in that dome, you know, the Capitol doing the show i got a phone call just a few minutes before like hey we love you we're gonna have to let you go <laughs> and i'm like wait a minute but i can still do my show yeah 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 you can still do your show you know for like the next couple of weeks mark do you remember okay i believe
3: was two days before the election between obama and mccain
2: no wasn't it no no no
3: that's a different okay that's a, that's different, a different marker time. yes that's a different time so no, that's right so
2: so anyway so um i um I I did that, and then I was having a meeting with somebody who was going to syndicate my show, and um, I I was in the bathroom, and I saw Ellen Ratner, and I said to her, because she was going to the meeting, and she had set up the meeting, facilitated it. We don't need to mention who these people are, right, that we had the meeting with, and uh, I said to Ellen, Ellen, um, I can't go to this lunch meeting. Uh, I just lost my job, and she goes, well, don't tell anybody. I said, what? She goes, don't tell anybody. Don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> so we had lunch and talked about my show. And uh, basically, she said, just find out if, in fact, you were syndicated, if they'd take you and where. I got on a payphone at the hotel where I was having lunch. Okay. Because <laughs> this was, what, over 10 years? How many years? Was it 10 years ago? Mike, yeah, or this 11, would
3: have been now? in like 2006 yeah so it would have been 10 years ago I think yeah right, 2006 ten, or 2007 Yeah, 10 yeah.
2: years ago I probably didn't have a cell phone because I was always late to the technology uh, game uh, despite my you know executive producer Marky Mark here, you know taking the whip out and going, Leslie, get with the program. And um, and it, it was probably not charged, right, Mark? That's my other thing. Leslie has a phone, never charged. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I went to the pay phone and uh, I called Tim Winger and I said, do you really want my show or were you just blowing smoke up my butt? You know? And he was like, no, we want your show. It's just I can't have your show noon to three because Ed Schultz is moving there. And then he goes, and then there's I've already re-signed with Randy and blah, blah, blah. So he said, I, I, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern be great. And we're like, okay. Right, so I, you know, called Mark. Mark's like whatever it takes, right? So we have lunch, and Ellen and this other gentleman, uh, you know, agreed uh, to syndicate the show, and you know, it was sort of like I was doing a local show. Two weeks later, I'm out of work, and then boom, it was a national show. But then, uh, the day that Barack Obama was elected, which was in 2008, it was
3: two days before it. I remember, wasn't it? No, it was the day. Of. Was it the day of? Yeah,
2: because that morning Barack Obama got elected, and that afternoon I had. That afternoon, I was uh, contacted. Um, how should we put this, Mark? I'm going to let you weigh in a little. How should we put this to be uh, the person who not sued.
3: was in charge of syndicating the show had basically a personal scandal that became public. We found out, and others did, and he had to get yeah. Out of the so it's like my
2: agent calls us and says, "Turn on CNN." But yeah. go ahead, yeah.
3: And essentially, he had to leave the business, and in doing so, he left us high and dry. He basically
2: and... basically said, "Hey, I'm going to have to shut the show down." and then mark knows i'm a big believer when if if three mark this is crazy but you know this right if i'm walking down the street and i see a blue dress in the window and i really like it and you know then somebody else says hey you know what you should wear a blue dress And then somebody buys me like a blue bracelet. I'm going to go back and get that damn blue dress because it's just to me like, you know, the universe is telling me to buy that dress. I know this is kind of crazy, right? No, but you do
3: that with a lot of stuff. I do that with things and sometimes it works out. Yeah,
2: Yeah, most of the times it works. No,
3: usually it does. It's like following the signs. Right.
2: Now, Mark, I don't remember if you were one of them, but uh, my agent, a from out of Chicago, he said, you know, the guy who left you high uh, uh, high and dry is not as smart as you. If he could raise the funds to keep this show on the air, why can't you? And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I just go to work and somebody pays me. I couldn't do that. I don't want that responsibility. I don't know how to do it. I can't do it. My mother said, why don't you self-syndicate? And I was like, that is so weird. Why is she saying that? Am I agent? And then, Mark, there was a third person. Was it you or somebody else? I
3: don't know. I think by the time you called me back, you you had the plan intact. So I think there was someone else.
2: Right. So there were three. So what we did is, you know, at the time, you know, we're left high and dry. So we have all these bills. We had no ad agency. We had no money. I don't want to, like, go, you know, oh, I'm wonderful. But Mark knows what I did. Um, I demanded that my crew get paid for the remainder of the month, right, the full month. Yep. And then my wonderful crew, Mark and others, said, you know what, I can work without pay for a week or two, some people longer. And, uh, my agent as well. Right. You know, yep. you don't have to pay, you know, just don't pay me this month. My public, you know, I mean, maybe not. But, but, um, anyway, <laughs> um, there were a few people. And, uh, what I did was I took my paycheck, um, cause I demanded that, you know, he had to pay me out my contract and I took my paycheck for 60 or 90 days or whatever, and, you know, funded it. And, and voila, within 90 days, we had an advertising agencies, we had sponsors and, um, uh, underwriters and things like that. And holy God, we are still here. And I want to be clear. We still could do a three hour show. Do you know what I mean? Financially after more than 10 years, it's just, we have so many things going on with me Uh, because I'm writing a column. I'm doing a lot more television. My kids are getting older, require uh, more time. I had some health issues. Thank God I'm I'm hopefully on the mend and have uh, turned uh, the page on that, turned the corner. We will see in 2017. Um, And I just, I wanted to be able to do my best at everything. And I felt the show was suffering because I, I wasn't always here. So it's sort of like I need to be here doing you know my show but i also need to be fulfilling my tv contract blah 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 blah. so there you have it we're still here <laughs> and how many people said we wouldn't be and how many people that said oh, we wouldn't be that so aren't many. there themselves
3: so many and it's it's funny too because and i have to give you credit where, where credit's due it was all because of you when it floundered there and it looked like there was no hope honestly i think you didn't even believe or not believe but didn't know what was going to happen and you were just kind of doing it and as you go see how it went and it did and that was like you said that was 2008 in november so i mean i think that's a lesson to everyone there's a lot that's going on this year people are questioning what they're capable of and you know i mean if you listen to this show every day you hear leslie it's against all odds
2: you know what we are going to take a break, but when we come back, because it's our first day in our new slot where I'm on in this slot, 3 p.m. Eastern Live, starting today, January 2nd, 2017, we want to ring in the new year with your political resolutions and predictions. Now, your predictions don't have to be political. Your predictions, give us your best psychic. Your predictions for the next year, 2017, your political. Resolutions, And if you're like, what the heck does that mean? Uh, you might say, well, you know, I resolve to be more involved in my party, or I resolve to join a party. I resolve uh, to do more to make people vote in the midterm election. And then, of course, uh, predictions. Well, you might say, you know, I predict in the next year there will be no wall, because that's one of my predictions. I'm Leslie Marshall. He is Marky Romaldi, my executive producer. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back and talk to you right here on the only True Democracy in Talk Radio Happy New Year! 8886 Leslie's the number. Give me a call. Wish me Happy New Year. Some of you working. Some of you off. Some of you driving back from the holiday and the break and the vacation. Join us. I won't be alone. 8886 Leslie, 888653. 7543 is the number. Follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall. Toss out a tweet. Tweet me there. Give me a shout out there. We'll be back with you right after this. Don't go away.
1: Leslie Marshall. Real people. Real life. Real Talk. Give her a call now at 888-6LESLIE.
2: i Leslie Marshall. Happy New Year. Welcome, welcome back. Only True Democracy in talk radio. And Geico has been saving people money for over 75 years. So this is what I'd like you to do. I know for some it's a holiday today, even though it was yesterday, you get a day off because it's a national holiday, right? So uh, certainly if you work for the federal government, if you work in the school system, you know, places that get those lovely days off, not like media or medicine. Uh, but uh, we'd love to hear from you today. So pick up the phone and join me. And I would like to know... What are your political predictions? Okay, what do you predict politically? 8886 leslie eight 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 six five three seven five four three. 7543 And what are your, no, not political, I'm sorry, I did that wrong. Forget that. Let's do over. Do over. One, what are your political resolutions? What do you resolve to politically? What are your political resolutions? Political resolutions. And then what are your predictions just in general for 2017? Pick up the phone and join me. Let's have a little fun. Do something a little light. Our first hour of our new uh, time slot of 3 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, starting today, January 2nd, 2017. Pick up the phone and join me and tell me what are your political resolutions and what are your predictions for this year, 2017? Let's have some fun. 8886 Leslie, 888. You can be serious or you can be silly, uh, but just remember no potty mouth, right? 8886 Leslie, 8886 537 Pick up the phone and join me now. You can also follow me on Twitter and tweet me at leslie marshall to follow me there Uh, but let's start it off in the new year by talking one to one of our regulars that's been with us throughout the years perhaps even 10 and that's michael on line three in the bronx in the great state of new york michael happy new year we're glad to have you as our first caller in our new time slot and first caller of the new year good afternoon
1: Happy
4: New Year, Sister Leslie. <laughs> um, on a personal note, it, I'm really going to miss um, talking with you with your new time slot because normally I'm still at work at that time, so I probably have to catch you on the day am off or what have you, but I have to make sure to call in and wish you Happy New Year. That
2: are you going to go to the restroom and call us?
4: <laughs> oh, yeah, what? I, I don't even think I can get a reception in there, so... <laughs> But um, let's answer those two questions. First off, my political resolution is to keep doing what I have been doing, and that is speaking the truth, calling up shows like yours, and necessary blogging on Facebook. I mean, you know, if I know something... I just cannot keep it to myself. I have to keep raising awareness. And quite frankly, these Republicans, they're the ones that asked for this because they're the ones that kept coming up with, if you see something, say something. So if I see something, I say something, and if they want to retaliate against me, then we know that we can reasonably be smelling something, and I won't say what that is. But my predictions for 2017, um, note that this is going to be a very challenging year and perhaps even scary, especially since uh, based what we've seen in the 2016 campaign. And I refer to the ongoing hate, the violence, and even the falsehoods that keep going about because of a certain person that will now begin into the White House. The thing is, is that he and mainly his supporters first off are wrongly saying Trump is president he is not president yet he's the president Tried to run his presidency like a Rudy Giuliani or even like a George W. Bush in terms of manipulating and controlling and just defying uh, people's rights, the laws, and the Constitution. But I think we, at this day and age, many Americans are too smart to fall for the fear mongering that's going on. I mean, Mr. Trump can keep talking about radical Islamic terrorism and all that gaga. And people are too smart for to fall for that garbage and they will re- respond back with like questions of their own like just when they think they got the answers we change the questions
2: oh wow okay very good anything else Michael
4: I think that's all that comes to mind I guess we'll keep in touch on Facebook and wherever events that come up you know I sure will um, share them with you but everybody that's listening a very Happy New Year. Heaven help us all, for sure. Much peace, much love to you all.
2: Happy right. New Year, Michael. Happy New Year, Michael. And we happy definitely hope that you'll be a part of uh, the new uh, time slot. Make it happen. Take your lunch then. <laughs> we like. We that. expect nothing, nothing yeah. less. We, we, expect, we expect numerous calls a week, if not daily. All right, Michael, thank you. Speaking of, another person doesn't call every day necessarily, but it calls the show a lot. He's a regular. He's in Decatur, Georgia. He's on line one. And he is Reggie. Reggie, Happy New Year. Good to hear from you. And we'd love to know what political resolutions you have and any predictions for 2017.
4: Well, Happy New Year to both you yourself, Leslie Marshall, Leslie Marshall, Phil Martin, Mark Maldi, the Senior Executive Producer of the Leslie Marshall Show, too, as well. Happy New Year to both of y'all and yours. And uh, my, pre- my political prediction is, is that I hope that Donald J. Trump himself is eventually steered in the right direction during during the four or possibly eight years of his presidency once he gets in the office or is elected in office or impeached or something like that. And I just hope that... Uh, Congress, and I hope they all work together. You know what I mean for the for the greater good. For you know what you better. know what I have
2: to I have to say. Um, I I hope they work together, but I think some of the if some of the legislation put forth mirrors the rhetoric that we have heard from candidate Donald Trump once he is president, Donald Trump. Um, I don't think the Democrats should work uh, with Republicans on ideas that the majority of people who voted um, did not vote for because Hillary Clinton, whether we like, you know, whether you like her or not, I voted for her or not. Um, it's, it's not to me being a sore loser to say a fact. And the fact is that she, you know, won by almost 3 million votes, uh, the popular vote, uh, in a true democracy, she would have been president. A majority would rule for those that don't like the electoral college. I'm pretty much a real democracy, majority rule person, seriously. And I know that can hurt us as Democrats sometimes, uh, and help us, uh, at others. Um, but, uh, I hope they can work together, uh, but I, I hope they can work together on things that benefit the american public and i and i think it's essential we've seen some republicans come forward and i think it benefits our nation uh to know if a foreign nation is hacking into our elections whether that be russia and whether that be the presidential election where donald trump won and hillary lost or any other um i think we forget there was a time that a husband and wife the rosenbergs uh were executed for spying for russia on this country and uh some people might say well you know they're not the behind the Iron Curtain anymore they're not the USSR. Um, no, but some of the practices like journalists disappearing who speak out against the leader Vladimir Putin, um, are very similar to what it was like when they were truly back in the USSR. Um, so uh, I am uh, hopeful that some things can be accomplished. I'm pessimistic that it won't happen. And then added to that point, Reggie, you know when President Obama, was um, elected. Mitch McConnell said he was going to make it his goal to make that man a one-term president. Um, He also said that he was going to uh, work against every single thing uh, that President Obama put forth. And uh, I don't think that it should be tit-for-tat or karma or, hey, you did it, you know, we did it, do it uh, by the Democrats. But I, I'm also just shocked at how many people say, well, you need to give him a chance that weren't willing to give President Obama a chance the first time or the second time around when he was reelected. Anything else, Reggie?
4: Well, yeah, I just hope that, like you said, I just hope the Democratic Congress legal, legal, legal things that he wants to pass and support, you know, that he wants to pass legally got a wrong for this country and support these things that he wants to pass That it, is legal and right for this country.
2: All right, I appreciate it, Reggie. Uh, thank you. Thank you for the call and happy uh, new year. Um, and uh, by by the way, um, I, I wanted to mention something. This is from The Hill, and this goes to my point. Um, that Democrats want to fight for what the people want, not necessarily uh, the party. There's a new poll, and I don't know if you know this, but only one in four in this nation want Obamacare uh, repealed. Only one quarter of the public wants to repeal Obamacare completely. That's a new poll that came out. It's from the Kaiser Family Foundation, and I say that because they're not a political organization. They're a medical organization. They found that 26% of the country wants to repeal the entire law. 30% want to expand it. 19% keep it as it is. 17% keep scale it back so the majority a third want to keep it want to expand it okay (laughs) want to expand it about a fifth want to keep it the way it is and about a fifth want to uh, get rid of it entirely by the way it's interesting to note how many trump supporters want to keep it a lot of trump supporters out there like it and have benefited from it and i think we and also i don't know if you know this but a lot of people don't talk about this major insurance companies like blue cross blue shield uh, Cigna, United Healthcare, have contacted Congress, wrote a letter to Congress asking them not to repeal. Obamacare because it would just leave so many people uninsured and it would just be a mess, especially when they have nothing to replace it with. Uh, The results come as Republicans plan for how to repeal Obamacare early next year. The date that repeal takes effect is likely to be delayed for a couple of years, though. Uh, Republicans are trying to come up with a replacement plan. 20 million people have gained coverage through Obamacare. Uh, We can't forget that. Uh, Pick up the phone and join us, 8886-LESLIE, We're going to take a break. When we come back, I will share my political resolution uh, or resolutions. I will share my predictions. Marky Mark will do the same, but we want to hear from you. This is your show right here on the only True Democracy and Talk Radio of four and by you, the people. Pick up the phone and join us. 888 Leslie eight 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 six five three seven five four three 653 7543 David says, Leslie, people had insurance before the Affordable Care Act and they had choices. And this is where the ignorance comes in, David. No offense, who tweeted us on Twitter. Follow me there at Leslie Marshall the affordable care act wasn't for people who had insurance it was for people that didn't have it because they had pre-existing conditions they couldn't afford it or their employers didn't provide it
3: that is one theft. other problem the rate at which uh the costs um increased the actually slowed under the affordable care act they were rising much faster and if everyone remembers when it first went into effect people got rebate checks because it was, if people didn't spend, if insurance companies didn't spend 88 cents on the dollar on actual health care, then you'd have to get a refund check. So that got that in line. So all that was, was not there.
2: Exactly. Exactly. All right, we'll be back.
1: Leslie Marshall, the simple truth in a complicated world. Give her a call now at 888-6LESLIE.
2: Happy New Year 2017 came to us yesterday, or technically at midnight on Saturday night. A lot of people off today, a lot of people celebrating it. We're celebrating it by our new time slot right here, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern, uh, for one hour, Monday through Friday. And I'm glad you're joining us. Happy New Year. I'm Leslie Marshall, talking about political resolutions and predictions for this next year and taking your calls. Let's start it out in Asheville, North Carolina. In this segment, last segment in this hour, John joins us online, too. Hey, John, Happy New Year, and thanks for joining us.
1: Hi, uh, thanks for having me. I um, I really appreciate your uh, your show, Leslie, and I I'm, I'm, I'm a I'm a first time caller, long time listener.
2: Um, well, thank you. That's a nice way for us to have uh, the new year ushered in with you, John. We appreciate that. What are your political prediction uh, resolutions? Excuse me for two thousand and seventeen, and any predictions for the year?
1: Well, I'm going to the march, the women's march in Washington. Um, and uh, that's on the 21st of January, and uh, I uh, I don't know if it'll I don't know how successful it'll, how successful it'll be. I'm built my buses sold out and was sold out within weeks, um, and there are many other buses going down there going up to uh, Washington, but I uh, um, I'm a, a left-handed liberal, and um, maybe a popular front liberal, and I've become radicalized into uh, liberalism. Uh, over the past 15 years, uh, I listen to and I watch, I read my, my echo chamber on, online. And, um, this is not good. And, um, I, uh, recently, uh, read, uh, saw a video, uh, by a, a charity croft who, uh, put together a, a, video explaining why it is that white people are racist. Um, basically, it's because of what we've been exposed to. What I've been exposed—I'm white. Uh, I've, uh, what I've been exposed to all my life are white images, icons of Christ, white uh, white Santa clauses, um, white judges, uh, pretty much uh, white authority figures throughout my my life. And this is um, this is horrendous. And and uh, you know, it's given, but it, it gave me a bit of understanding about why people do become. Uh, Racist, and uh, what has happened to me, in fact, over the past uh, over the past twelve, fifteen years, um, actually sixteen years since uh, Bush v. Gore, um, and I feel that uh, our nation has really become very radicalized, um, opposed oppositional. The DNC and Trump are in a, a locked in a full body embrace. Um, uh, of each other's uh, extremism, and this is not good for democracy. It really, really is not. Um, I don't know what, I don't know how this ends, and I don't know how it gets resolved. But you know, it is very hard for me to reckon with, um, or to see eye to eye with people who are uh, as opinionated as myself on the other side of the aisle. And uh, that's not a healthy situation. It's not healthy for me which is, you know, why I'm so, uh, I'm so pleased that I, I was able to watch a, a, a video from this fellow, uh, Charity Croft. Um, and, um, you know, it really helped. It really, really helped me understand why and how it is that uh, people on the right side of the viewer uh, are watching uh, things unfold the way that they are, and how, how they could have uh, uh, elected a Trump Because uh, that's the big puzzle for me. I mean, he got 1% more than I predicted. I predicted he would get 23% of the vote. The 23%ers that uh, thrived and abided uh, by um, uh, McCain, John McCain, in the election of 2008. And uh, I was off by 1%. And uh, the 24% were, uh, it's hard to believe that they defeated 76% of the electorate. 76% seventy-six percent is independents. It, it's Democrats. It's many Republicans too. Just didn't didn't show up. But it's uh, it's really hard to conceive of. And uh, the fact, even the fact that uh, that Hillary won three million votes. She won those three million votes in 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 California, I believe, and in New York. And um, now, even without an electoral college, uh, where we where we would have true uh, popular vote. Uh, electing the president, um, you know, you've got uh, a lot of in-between states, a lot of what we call flyover states. And, um, and basically, the, populace, the most populous states of New York and California would be uh, the important, the crucial states, absolutely crucial to election, uh, to electing the president. So all the other states um, really would be uh, almost irrelevant.
2: I say, I oh. Well, uh, some very very good points made, and I'm glad you're a fan, and I'm glad you finally called, uh, John, in the New Year, and we certainly hope it won't be the last time you call us in 2017. Appreciate it. Let's go to line one in San Francisco. David joins us. David, Happy New Year. I hear you have some predictions for us. David? Oh, his phone went out. Okay. Well, Marky Mark, we can't close out the hour without hearing your political resolutions and predictions.
3: I think, um, you know, it's, well, resolution first. Uh, as you know, I'm already very involved in, in politics and activism, so I'm going to try to continue that despite sometimes just want to my, throw my hands up when it feels like people haven't been listening. And unfortunately, I, I don't want to be on a I I told you so tour of sorts this year, but um, I think when people do finally realize that the emperor has no clothes regarding Trump and they're ready to listen because they see that, the things he's saying are not happening or not happening the way he said they would, we, instead of yelling at them and saying, you did this to all of us, we have to, although maybe we should at some point, we have to then be willing to listen to their concerns and explain the way forward, which is something that, you know, we, I I think is going to happen. So we just have to be ready for it. Um, As far as being, um, an activist, I'm getting more involved locally um, with other people who are very upset regarding the election results, which has been empowering. Um, as far as predictions, um, I'll make it quick uh, because we only got about a minute left in the hour here, but I think it's going to be a tough year. We're, we're going to have to fight for everything tooth and nail that President Obama and the rest of the nation have has accomplished over the last eight years, and I think there's going to be some tough losses, but I don't think it's going to be a complete wash. I think we're going to find out what we're made of this year.
2: Um, I hope so. Um, you know, uh, po- political resolutions, uh, uh, quite, quite frankly, um, hmm, how do I put this? And I have said it before, you know, I'll be honest. There are times on national television, I, I, I I'm not, I never lie to you. I'm always honest, but I say what I feel, but I say it in a certain way and I'm just not going to hold back in 2017. I'm going to let it rip. <laughs> That's a political resolution I have for myself personally. Um, Politically, on the whole, we Democrats got to get our asses out and vote midterms, and we got to start cranking up that machine in this next year. And predictions, uh, there'll be no wall, and I think there'll be a possible impeachment. This guy can't stop putting his foot in his mouth. I'm Leslie Marshall. Happy New Year. We'll be back tomorrow. To women who hoped to evade the ticking clock of time, Dr. Frederick Brandt was the most potent drug dealer in the world. And the dealer got high on his own supply. From Imperative Entertainment and the team behind Broken Hearts comes a new series that will challenge everything you know about fame, fortune, and the fear of growing old. I'm Justine Harmon,
0: and this is the Baron of Botox.